Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This isn't a surprise. Nobody should sit there and go, wow, where has this Kevin Durant been all these years? He's always been there. He just hasn't been able to play in a system that allows him to show this. He finally has in Golden State. It's pretty impressive. And now the Warriors are up three games to none. Now they're going to win another championship, most likely in Cleveland, come game four, which, you know, if you're LeBron James and you want to have any hope of your career being mentioned in the same breath with Michael Jordan, you're going to have to pull off something MJ never had to, which is winning four must-wins. I don't know if MJ ever had to win four must-win games to get a championship because he was pretty good where he was never in this position. So are his teams, but game four, Friday, June 9th in Cleveland. And I, I honestly think it's a sweep. I really do. We'll figure that all out. But you look at that game last night and you wonder if that's 39 points, 11 rebounds, nine assists from LeBron, 38 from Kyrie. Even Kevin Love had 13 rebounds and actually remembered what he's supposed to do. For this team. And you still couldn't do it at home. Wow. Let's dive into these NBA Finals a little bit more with a good buddy of mine. Guy I've known for whew, 10 years now. <laughs> Brandon Robinson, ScoopBradio.com. And uh, Brandon, how are things in the Big Apple? The Knicks and the Nets are playing, so... <laughs> <laughs> We're doing just fine. Um, thank you for having me on, man. I think um, that game last night, what was it, 11 minutes? Oh, excuse me, 11 points and, se- and, and seven minutes or so? Yeah, it was a final three minutes, 10 seconds, and 11-0 run for the Warriors. Cavs taking eight shots. LeBron only has two of them, uh, including uh, that off-balance corner three that was blocked. Uh, if you're the best player in the world, how is it that you're only taking two shots in the final three minutes of a must-win game at home in the NBA Finals? Well, I think he was the best player, and I think he carried that team the whole game. 
if you go back and you look at that game, I mean, there were just there were shots he was taking that was just like they were Kobe like. You know, you know, sometimes when you watch Kobe Bryant and he takes off balance shots with like a Carmelo foot in the air, and you're like, how the heck did he make that shot? I mean, that game was tailor made for him to win, um, as well as uh, Kyrie Irving. Those those. As they say in both New York and New Jersey, um, that's a jelly shot, you know, where you basically go on the lane and you make this improbable layup. That game was theirs to win. And, you know, unfortunately for the Cavs, LeBron is the best player in the game. In some respects, he just looked tired at the end. You know, that game, I think they just looked too comfortable at the end, if that makes sense. They, they just looked like they had it in the bag, and I thought they did have it in the bag, but even when you have it in the bag, you still have to go through the motions um, to, to make sure that you secure the bag. And uh, they didn't do that. Yeah, LeBron playing 46 of a possible 48 minutes, 36 points, 11 boards, 9 assists, 1 assist shy of his ninth NBA Finals triple-double, which would have been an NBA record, one he's currently tied with Magic Johnson with. Uh, you know, The other thing that bothers me, and, and maybe it's because I prefer the uh, the old-school version of basketball, Five of the eight shots Cleveland takes in the final three minutes were threes. Why is it that in, in this NBA, maybe it's the Warriors' fault, but why is it that we always want the three instead of driving to the rim, getting contact, maybe getting that easy bucket and getting the foul? Well, you know, you talked about being old school. You, you've always been an old soul. I, I actually I agree with you. I think um, when you go to today's uh, basketball course, today's YMCA, you know, guys are taking the ball – playing full-court basketball and just running up and, and jacking at the rate. And that's considered uh, proficient basketball. But, you know, with the Warriors, when they do it, I just watching the game last night and was thinking the same thing. Like, you know, I remember uh, Curry had the ball. I can't remember what quarter it was. But um, <clears throat> watch the game, he just jacked that three and made it. I think he had three guys in front of him on the, on the opposing team. And it's just like, wow, this is the modern-day basketball Um I feel like when you talk about those five shots the Cavs uh, took that with three, um, you know how the Spurs forced you to play in their half-court set? I feel like the, 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 the Golden State Warriors are forcing you to play their brand of basketball. Mm-hmm. So instinctively, that three is, 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 is the, the shot to make. When you look at the first three games of the, of the NBA Finals, they had the Golden State Warriors imprint. But what's, what's interesting is, when you look at the Warriors, to me, the Warriors played the Cavs style of basketball, and the Cavs were playing the Warriors style of basketball. When you watch the when you watch the Warriors, those guys were taking key threes, but they were driving heavily to the basket. When you're watching Durant, Durant was their pro to, prototypical LeBron James. He was driving to the lane, he was mixing it up, passing it. And in Game One, I mean, he was throwing alleys to to. Uh, JaVale McGee, you know, he, mm-hmm. he was he was involved. He, he, defensively, you know, you question his, his defensive prowess. There were key games he was locking in. You know, I, I think that the Cavs um, were playing like the Warriors, except the shots weren't going in. And so, again, forcing you to play their game, but bigger than that, um, I think Kyrie and, and, and LeBron together scored 77 points. I think the rest of the team scored between 34 or 38 points. I remember just reading stats and just things that just to me stood out. And I, and I just think those threes, you know, at the end, I remember watching the game with three minutes left. 
I said to myself, all the Cavs have to do is manage the game, drive to the basket, draw fouls. It's kind of like at the end of the, the end of a, a football game. If you're the quarterback, you just hand the ball to your running back. Yep. You don't have to take any any any. Um, you don't have to play risky football if you're playing football. You just go in and do what you have to do. The same for basketball. You just bounce the ball, kind of like the end of the game. And I'm just kind of confused on what happened. He's Brandon Robinson, ScoopRadio.com. Why are we all of a sudden so surprised at how good Kevin Durant is as if he's never been this good before? Um, I think because in the middle of all that was going on, you had if you look at the last few years of the NBA, okay, Kobe retires. LeBron officially is the man. Um, and, and Kobe retired because of that, that Achilles injury. But um, excuse me, LeBron is the man. Miami wins a couple championships. Golden State wins a championship. And Russell and, and Durant break up. And also, in between all of that, Durant was injured for a couple of years. So it's kind of like people are forgetting that he was that good. I think, you know, I've always said that in order for the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, those two guys of Westbrook and Durant to be to be um, good. They need to go their separate ways. And, and you know, Russell had a great individual season, and Durant kicked it up another notch, you know, individually. And I think Pete, Durant was slated to be the next in command, you know, to carry that torch as the, as the premier big, uh, excuse me, the premier swimmer in the NBA. I think this the foot injury playing with Westbrook people forgot how good Durant was. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, that that warrior system was tailor-made for him. You look at that Warriors team and there were a bunch of bunch of, there were a bunch of shooters that, you know, lacked a, a, a alpha male. Mm-hmm. Draymond is, is has the swag, but Durant is that guy. Is it more praise for the Warriors system that KD is this good or is it an indictment on Russell Westbrook as a teammate, OKC as a team? that we didn't really enjoy how good he, he truly was there. No, I think it was a matter of, to use an analogy, Durant was, in OKC would be the epitome of the guy who was almost the man in high school, that when he graduates high school, he goes to college, and he really he, he, he comes into his own. Sometimes when you're good, and this, this transcends basketball, when you're good and you have a talent, Sometimes you need to be around other people who bring that out of you in a different way. Not an indictment on Westbrook because I think they're both brilliant in their own way. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you, I think, you know, Durant going to Golden State was just a bunch of guys who bought into a team concept who have won championships and going in and do what they have to do. The only analogy that comes to mind off the bat would almost be like when Deion Sanders left the San Francisco 49ers and went to the Cowboys. Yeah. He was a guy that was good. He played with Ricky Waters. He played with, you know, uh, Steve Young. He played with all those guys. But going to Dallas, it was like, okay, let's go do this thing. Everybody knew what he brought to the table. He was the enemy, but he became a friend. That's the only analogy that really comes to mind as far as Westbrook. Again, I go back to what I said. I think that those two needed their own lane to shine, and they're doing that both collectively. How cool would it be, assuming that the Warriors do win the NBA Finals, that everybody had all this talk about Westbrook and Durant, and Durant is selfish. Westbrook is, 
is, is loyal to Oklahoma City, which was a far cry from how people thought Westbrook was selfish. Mm-hmm. But how crazy would it be if Westbrook is named the NBA's MVP at the NBA Awards and Durant is named the NBA Finals MVP after they win? I, I think that's what's going to make them kind of reunite. You know, I think absence makes the heart grow fonder. You've been getting a lot of run with uh, what Kenny the Jet Smith told you and that uh, how he felt his Houston Rockets could beat Jordan's Bulls. Um, if the Warriors team sweeps this postseason and they go 16-0 and after 73 wins last year, are they the greatest team that's ever been assembled in the NBA? I think they're in the history books, but I think the story's still evolving. I, don't, um, I, I find that sometimes in sports people are ready to just crown folks without the story fully being written. Um, and again, I'm a child of the nineties and I look at the Bulls. I think sometimes people think that Michael made that look so easy. That was not an easy feat for the Bulls to win, you know, six championships, uh, you know, and Michael taking two years or basically the Bulls being out of it for two years, coming back and win three more. But, you know, I think the Warriors are the team. You don't take anything away from them. And they, and they, as Beyonce would say, let me upgrade you. They upgraded. You know, they added to it, and, and they and they did what they needed to do. I, I think they're in the history books, but I do think that um, Warriors Cavaliers is our generation's Lakers Celtics, and I know that's been said a lot. Um, but you know, I, I tell my mom, I said, Ma, I'm your age now. When you were raising me, you know, the, the, the '70s and the '80s were Lakers and Celtics territory. I think that this generation, it's LeBron, Cavs, Warriors, Heat. You know, it's 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 you know, and it, and it's so it's so um layered because LeBron being his own brand and his own entity is so um, indicative upon where we are as a society with the freelance and the the um the brand generation that we're in post recession. So I, I think the Warriors, they'll be there. You know, and and and, and everybody's going to want to play for them now, even taking less money. Yeah, what makes it more ridiculous is that everyone's still got two years on their contract, so we know the Warriors will be around for a little bit longer. Uh, Speaking with Brandon Robinson, ScoopBradio.com, if the Cavs get swept and LeBron goes 3-5 and all-time in NBA Finals, what does it do for his legacy or this comparison that we all try to make with him to Michael Jordan? Well, you know, I've said this on every show I've been on, and, and I'll say it again. Um... When Michael was considered the greatest, Michael's story was still being written, and Michael wasn't being compared to Bill Russell and Magic. Michael was Michael. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan, people would still be wearing the Converse weapon sneakers. Michael changed the game. That being said, LeBron is LeBron. I don't even look at LeBron as as a Michael Jordan player. Um, a comparison, rather. I think when you look at Michael, Kobe is the second coming to Michael. I think that LeBron is LeBron. LeBron, um, because you come in calling yourself the king, um, you know, you, 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 you're open to criticism. It's almost like when you post something on Instagram and you get ridiculed, you get ridiculed because you, you, you have to deliver a forecast what you're bringing to the table. That said, um, I don't think it affects LeBron's legacy because, again, I think that people compare LeBron to Michael because LeBron because Michael's won six championships and never lost a series in the finals. You can't compare those two, in my opinion. I think LeBron is our generation's Michael, but his 
as far as the alpha dog, but he's going to do it in his own way. Um, because, again, I don't think LeBron plays like Michael. LeBron, is, is to me, is, is more like Penny Hardaway, Jalen Rose, Scottie Pippen, Oscar Robertson, and Magic Johnson than he is yeah. Michael. Um, and to be honest with you, um, the way that he plays the game reminds me a lot of Charles Barkley as well, particularly in 93 when Barkley plays for the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. You know, back to the basket, beyond the, be, be, you know, 15, 15 feet uh, past the basket. I think, you know, writers have opinions. Opinions are like uh, smiles. Everybody has one. And the same people who say my, it affects LeBron's legacy one minute when the, when the Cavs are losing are the same people that when LeBron and the Cavs are winning are comparing him to Michael. Which is it? I think we live in a very fickle and, and non-brand loyal society. LeBron mm-hmm. is LeBron, and his story is still being written, just like the Cavs, or excuse me, as the Warriors are still being written. You know, it's funny. I've always felt the LeBron MJ comparison was ridiculous, mainly because of their skill set. To me, LeBron's more like magic. Uh, but it bothers me more that we talk about Michael's six rings. We don't talk about Bill Russell's eleven or Kareem's six. Anyway, if the Cavs do get swept, what do they do? Because I'm looking at box scores and 13 rebounds for Kevin Love is a great game last night, but he's just one of nine shooting. Is is he the odd man out? Um, I felt that Kevin has been the butt of jokes and the odd man out for a couple of years. Um, you know, and and I think uh, well, I know in season the Carmelo Anthony for Kevin Love deal was was a realistic uh, possibility. I've always said. Um, even during the time when LeBron was in Miami, that uh, he and Carmelo teaming up was in, it was imminent. And I think Kevin is the odd man out, but I think so is Tristan Thompson. I, I spoke with a former NBA player yesterday who basically said Tristan Thompson will be the next Roy Hibbert. Roy Hibbert. A guy that when he came in the league was, was productive and then all of a sudden kind of fell off the bandwagon. As a matter of fact, the former player said to me, mark my words, Brandon Dennett, that's going to be the next Roy Hibbert. They were adamant about that. And, and it's crazy because um, I think Tristan came in hungry, held out of, held out of a training camp, and, and, and you know, it's represented by LeBron James' clutch agency, uh, Carter, all those guys. But, you know, if you want to get better, what better way to buy low then to, you know, snag a potential Carmelo Anthony deal. Um, it it kind of reminds me of when Jason Kidd was coming off of the domestic violence um, situation uh, with mm-hmm. his ex-wife, Jemana Kidd, and the Nets were able to, 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 to trade low and, and sending Stephon Marbury and a, a host of other players to Phoenix in exchange for Jason Kidd. And then look what happened. Jason Kidd went took the New, then the New Jersey Nets to two, straight NBA Finals uh, appearances. And, you know, the Lakers and, and the Spurs were just too good. They, the Nets had a chance to beat the Spurs. But Carmelo Anthony is one of the purest small forwards uh, to play the game. Uh, I put him up there with two of my favorite small forwards, Larry Bird and the big dog, Glenn Robinson. Pure small forwards, pure scorers. I think people um, give Carmelo a lot of slack, but everything that's going on in his personal life as well will be a fresh start. Cleveland is a place to kind of just uh, tune out the noise uh, and do what you do. It's, a, it's definitely different than Madison Avenue, but Kevin, Kevin Love, um, like him, but I also think Kevin Love is one of those guys that benefited from playing on a bad team and scoring a ton of points. I'm going to take it back for basketball fans a little bit. It reminds me of Jamie Fike, who played in the, for the Nets years ago. 
after Jason Williams uh, got hurt, broke his leg, he was rebounding, putting up 20 rebounds, 15 rebounds a game, and then disappeared. Same with uh, um, Chris Humphreys. You know, before the team, you know, added pieces to it, he was rebounding like crazy, and then he disappeared. Kevin Love benefited for got a good contract, you know, for playing for Minnesota, and kind of is not playing uh, to his level, and, you know, it, it's unfortunate. Last thing before I let you go, I don't see the Cavs coming back from this, so how about a way, way, way too early prediction for next year? Uh, do we see a Warriors-Cavs final for the fourth straight season? Um, well, I look at the situation in the Eastern Conference, you know, and watching the Wizards. Uh, I feel the Wizards are maybe two key players away from um, being a contender, like a serious contender. Um, I look at the, the Boston Celtics, you saw a lot of holes in their in their in their um in their offense and you wanna see what happens with obviously the health of Isaiah Thomas after, you know, having surgery and then, you know, certain key pieces what they're gonna do in the draft and how the draft translates into um, you know, whatever but you're asking about the Cavs. Um, realistically I think the Cavs have talent in their team to beat the Eastern Conference, but I also think they've been exposed by the Warriors. Um I do think that they're good enough to make it to the finals. Um, but I also think in order for them to appear in the finals next year, they're going to have to make some key alterations. They, they're they a good suit that's just too baggy. you got to tailor it to the, to the weight. And um, the Warriors will be there. Um, but I also think in the Western Conference, and, I, and I've said this before, um, if the Spurs do uh, manage to nab a Chris Paul or if the Clippers make some key trades with key superstars um, and the Banana Boat team do find a way to play together, I feel like the Clippers would be an ideal destination to do that. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Hopefully a fun rest of the series. We know it's going to be a fun offseason and definitely a fun season next year. Scoop B, Brandon Robinson, how can more folks uh, hear from you and and how can they see those uh, pictures of you sitting courtside with Rihanna? (laughs) Well, you can visit my website, both my websites. You can visit uh, ScoopBradio.com. Scoop B Radio is on iTunes. Uh, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app. I have interviews with anybody from Terrell Owens, Isaiah Thomas, Pete Sampras, uh, Jalen Rose, Wyclef Jean. It, it's a it's a place where you it mixes hip hop, entertainment, sports, um, and also you you can. I'm also the managing editor at uh, Respect Magazine. It's an entertainment uh, website and men's editor and columnist there. So you see me dropping everything in. More than anything, uh, follow me on Instagram, scoop underscore B. Um, follow me on Twitter, at scoop B. And you can follow me on Snapchat, scoop underscore B. You can see my workouts and uh, food that I like to cook as well. My man, you are all over the place. True marketer, Scoop B, Brandon Robinson, scoopyradio.com. Thanks a lot, brother. My man, talk to you soon. Thank you for the opportunity. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 